0: mm mm-hmm. I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is, who dat? Hey, Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. Hey, what's going on? Who that nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. Uh, Shouts out to everybody in the chat, everybody listening around the country and around the world. I'm glad to be back. Uh, It's been a while since I did a show a few days. uh, You know, uh, probably been about three or four days since I did a show. Uh, for those that may not know, I, first off, I want to apologize for that. Um, <clears throat> on Saturday, uh, I was doing some work out in the yard, um, doing a lot of bending and, uh, you know, putting down rocks or what have you. And um, all of a sudden, uh, I, I suffered like severe like numbness uh, in my legs. Uh, I couldn't feel my toes. Uh, <laughs> leg was numb. Uh, it turns out uh, that I suffered from uh diabetic uh, neuropathy um for those that may not know i'm a type 1 diabetic i got diagnosed back in 2018 um and i've been dealing with diabetes of uh, since then um this is my first time actually having to deal with the neuropathy but it's extremely painful i couldn't even walk i couldn't drive and um you know it, it kind of scared me a little bit um uh, shouts out to my wife uh, who's a nurse practitioner kind of uh, helped me understand what I was going through, but in the process, man, you know that you know <laughs> I was trying to focus on that and uh, everything that was going on, you know, with my health. But I uh, got uh, I got some movement back and everything like that, so I'm almost back to normal. But man, uh, it was it's been one heck of an experience. Um, I know a lot has gone on since then, and uh, I thank you all for your patience. Shouts out to everybody that reached out. Um, wondering why I was. Uh, shout out to everybody that lift me up in prayer. Thank y'all so much. Uh, that's the reason I love doing this show. It's not just because I love the New Orleans Saints, but I love each and every one of you um, that that support me. Not just me just doing this show, but everything that I got going on. Um, and it just completely confirms uh, all of my thoughts and my feelings and my views about each and every one of you. So thank you so much. But let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL draft. Uh, last episode that we did, we only talked about round number one when the Saints selected Brian Brecy. Um, A lot of controversy. Uh, a lot of laughs came from that show, of course. <laughs> but nevertheless, a, a lot has happened since then. Uh, the Saints have finished uh, the NFL draft. They have picked up some undrafted rookies that people are excited about. Uh, Cesar Ruiz will not... Get his fifth-year option along with some other players around the NFL. Uh, Adam Troutman got uh, traded. I mean, it, it it was the wrong time for me to take a a break, but a lot to talk about. But let's talk a little bit about the draft. Uh, you know, of course, the New Orleans Saints uh, they had a few picks uh, in round number two. Uh, they went with Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame, uh, a, a six foot five, two hundred sixty-five pound guy. Uh, he led the nation. Uh, enforced fumbles with six, he had double-digit sacks. Uh, he's a guy that doesn't miss games. And I think that that is a plus. That's something that we felt like the Saints needed to get away from were these guys that were considered projects and guys that have been injured throughout their collegiate career or have been injured or suffered uh, some injury that, that involved them having to get surgery. But Fosky is a very smart, intelligent guy, Uh, He has really good ball skills, and I I think that with his mental makeup, uh, his intelligence, his his way to play the game, I think the New Orleans Saints have finally found somebody to be that true successor uh, to Cam Jordan. Now, only time will tell. I only can go by what I see. Um, I got an opportunity to watch a lot of Notre Dame games, and I'm pretty sure you probably have too. I mean, Notre Dame plays on NBC every single year, so you're going to get your fair share of Notre Dame games, but... Uh, he's a he's a guy that's not afraid uh, to um, you know get after the quarterback. He has a high motor, of course. That's what we love here, and he also has that that size that I'm looking for when it comes to this new age uh, pass rusher, right? The guys that are not 280, 290, trying to get after the quarterback, but those guys that kind of fall into that 250, 260 range. And uh, he, he definitely uh, fits that mold. So uh, he, he definitely is a, a guy that the Saints are lucky to have. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Um, I looked at some of the positive things about him. Once again, um, the games that he played in 2019, his first year at Notre Dame, uh, he played in four games. Of course, that was because he was a freshman. And then, of course, uh, he played in 12 games his sophomore year. Uh, he didn't start in any of those games. But, his junior and senior year, right? He he had 13 games played and 13 games started. 2022, he had 12 games played and 12 games started. That is a plus, especially since we know that the Saints have been dealing uh, with these first-round defensive ends and pass rushers who can't seem to stay on the field. Uh, also, we got to move on now uh, to the next round. Uh, the Saints selected running back out of TCU, Kendra Miller. Um, I'm pretty sure some of you probably seen Kendra in action. i seen him uh, in a game versus Michigan. Uh, Of course, you know, he ended up getting hurt in that game. But, you know, he's a guy that that can carry the load. He's a guy that can not only just run in between the tackles, but catch the ball out of backfield as well, even though they didn't require him to do that. Uh, He had 1,399 rushing yards, 224 carries with a 6.2 average. You want to be around five yards a clip. So he exceeded that with 6.2. He was eight in uh, in the nation with 17 rushing touchdowns. He had 14 starts. Uh, He missed that national title game, of course, because he got injured in that game versus Michigan. Another guy, 2022, 14 games played, 14 games started. That is exactly what you want to see. You want guys that can win the battle of nutrition. And I I want to see this guy play because he's saying all the right things. He's not a guy that is just coming in there hand a uh, hat in hand and being humble and stuff like that even though in a way he is he he has that mind frame like I am the guy I am the number 1 guy and he's not looking at number 41 Alvin Kamara like man I'm I'm going to back up Alvin he's saying that I want to I want to outplay Alvin and I want to be the starter and that's what you need it's it's not a knock on Alvin it's not disrespectful it's not a cocky attitude it's just the fact that you're sure about yourself and you like Uh, your chances of hitting the field. And I have no problem with that. And if you actually watch this guy play uh, in real time, you'll get really excited about that because he's a guy that is hard to bring down. He has really good field vision. And, um, you know, there there were times where, you know, the offensive line of TCU was struggling a little bit and a lot of the big gains that he had was basically on his ability and his skill set. So looking forward to seeing what uh, Kendra Miller is going to do in the Saints uniform. Then we go to round number four, uh, Nick uh, Devery. Um, this is a guy who, uh, to me, uh, offensive tackle out of Old Dominion. They really didn't know that much about this guy, but he is six foot six, three 318 pounds. He played right tackle. Uh, he played a little bit of left tackle as well. Uh, 35 career games. Uh, included 34 at right tackle and one in 2022 at right guard, which I feel like more than likely the Saints are probably going to test him at uh, in the beginning of his career. Uh, And also, man, I mean, I look at this guy. um, He's one of those guys that um, he he did everything. He he did it the right way. He went to the senior bowl, had a really good outing there, and then he got opportunity to go to the combine. Uh, So uh, he's a guy that I feel like is going to be, you know, served that Will Clapp role, if you will. You know, Will Clapp played on all, you know, all positions on the offensive line. But I think that the Saints are probably gonna to try to get him settled in at the guard position. But he has the right size. And once again, I like the fact that he has played and started games. He's he played in 39 games and he started 36 of them, right? 2018, he started in those three ga- – I mean, he played in those three games, but he didn't start, and that was his freshman year. But his sophomore year, he played in 11 games, started. 2021 20, in his junior year, 13 games, he played in 13. 2022, played in 12 games and started 12 games. I like I like that. That is the start of something special. You know, that means that the guy more than likely is going to be available. Uh, next, uh, we have uh, Jake Hayner uh, out of Fresno State who I actually seen work out at the combine, good spin on the ball, uh, really good, accurate guy. I think he went over 65% completion percentage uh, when he was in college. Uh, He's a guy that threw for 2,800 yards, uh, 252 of 350 passing attempts, 20 touchdowns, only three interceptions. So not too many mistakes coming from him. Uh, I know a big concern is his height. Um, you You know, a lot of people look at him as maybe that, that backup quarterback, for you know, and maybe if your, your starter goes down, he can come in and give you some service. But who knows, man? You know, in the right system, Jake Hayner can be a consistent starter. And if his mind is straight and if he g- comes in dialed in, he will be a really good player. I mean, you look at this guy back in 2021. He completed 67% of his passes. 2022, I actually sold him short. He completed 72% of his passes. That's pretty incredible right there, man. Uh, One thing that, you know, you want your quarterback to be is accurate. I feel like if your quarterback is accurate, then everything else can kind of figure itself out. I mean, if you come in and you're accurate, that means that you can actually build on that. So um, I like that. Um, I think that this is more of a Derek Carr pick. You know, the fact that they actually went to the same school, Derek Carr from Fresno State, got picked in the second round by the Raiders. And Jake Hayner, of course, came out of Fresno State as well. So maybe that was uh, the Saints doing uh, Derek Carr a little bit of a favor. Uh, you have next in the fifth round, you have Jordan Howden on the safety out of Minnesota. He's six foot, 203 pounds. Uh, He's starting in 49 games out of a total of 58 throughout his career. Uh, he had 240 tackles, 168 solo, 5.5 tackles for loss while breaking up 20 passes and grabbing four interceptions. This is something that the Saints needed to do. They needed to get a little bit younger at the safety position. Um, I I look at a guy that falls in this round. You really have to be something special in order for you to hit the field early. So I expect for him to maybe, you know, get some practice in, maybe be on the practice squad. But who knows? I mean, you go out there, you flash, you, you go out there and give it the old college try, work really hard. You might be able to find your way on special teams playing a little bit consistently. But I think that this was a good pick uh, by the New Orleans Saints. And of course, uh the final pick, uh this actually came because the Saints traded with the Denver Broncos. Uh they gave Adam Troutman away in that trade, but the Saints got A.T. Perry, the wide receiver out of Wake Forest. I don't know why some people on some of these uh charts they have AT Perry uh six foot five. Uh, he's actually six three 195 pounds. He had a, a record 15 touchdown receptions in 2021. Uh, for the Demon Deacons. Uh, he His overall touchdown record of 28 uh, is tied for seven in ACC history. Uh, this is a guy who had 12 100-yard receiving games, so he is about as decorated as a Christmas tree. And if he comes in and he can give you that production like he did at Wake Forest, that is a plus. I think that this was the Saints' response uh, to maybe if something was to happen to Michael Thomas once again, this guy filling in. Do not sell this guy short. Do not sell based on his position and where he would draft it short. Uh, if this guy comes into camp and he balls out, you might as well just say bye-bye to uh, Trey Quine. uh And, you know, Brian Edwards fall to the back of the line because A.T. Perry is that special. I don't like the Saints actually getting this guy in the sixth round uh, is a steal, uh, in my opinion. I would have thought he probably would have went maybe third fourth round he's that good so the fact that the Saints got him in six is a plus but those are your draft picks those are your draft picks for the New Orleans Saints of course you know there were some undrafted guys who we'll get to in a minute but right now I want to go ahead and read some of your comments and let's see uh what you all have to say but let's go ahead and start we'll start with Lamont Lamont says the uh, Notre Dame uh, defensive end made me feel better about the Breesy pick i'm okay with the pick at 29 now well if you look at what the saints actually did it wasn't complex this year uh it wasn't you know anything that you know leaves you scratching your head even though you know in the first round i think it was more about who they picked instead of the actual position Uh, but they they needed help in the interior and they got it they needed help on the edge and they got it they needed somebody to come in and be that backup running back for Alvin, even though they got Jamal Williams and they got it. Uh, they needed to get a little bit younger with safeties and they got it. Uh You know, the wide receiver position, you know, you need somebody around that same size skill set of that, of a Michael Thomas and they got it. So to me, the Saints actually just did what they needed to do. And I, I, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. Um, I think as the draft went on, I think I have an appreciation for the draft. Not only time would tell, Um, it's hard for me to get excited about something that has not come into fruition yet. Right. Um, It's not the fact that I don't think that these guys are talented. I'm hearing people talking about 2017 and this resembling 2017. I don't know that for sure. Um, I don't want to sell 2017 short because that would make me say that 2017, this can happen all the time. And it can, you know, it's a reason why that draft was so special is because you found guys that to this day, uh, all of them for the most part have been paid uh, top dollar uh, via free agency or by the New Orleans Saints themselves. So, uh, only time will tell when it comes to where this this will pan out. But you have to be optimistic about what the Saints actually did because you know they 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 drafted positions of need and not so much about just glamour, flash, and all that kind of stuff. You know, because at the end of the day. I know we want the Saints to draft players that we want, but they know the organization better than we do. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes we may end up looking right and they may look ridiculous. But in this case, I'm not mad at them actually drafting positions of need because they, they needed to do that. Uh, so that that's, that's not a problem for me. Uh, let's see, TJ, I like the confidence from Miller. But saying you're coming for AK spot is a little bit much. Slow down, youngin'. Well, I, I don't think it's a little bit much, King Arthur, because if you actually go back uh, and, and listen to Elante Taylor, he was saying the same thing about Marshawn Lattimore last year, right? He said, you know, he said, no disrespect to Marshawn. He said, but I want to be the number one guy. And, and look, I I understand that you have to have a little a level of humility when it comes to this, but playing a game of football, you got to have a level of confidence. Like, you have to believe that you are the toughest SOB out there. Like, regardless if you're the you're not the fastest guy, you ain't got the best hands in the world, if you go out there and feel like you're the third best or the fourth best, you probably are. But to have that mind frame and that belief in yourself that you can take your spot, I have no problem with it. Now, can he do it? Probably not. You know, Alvin Kamara is a very special player, especially when like when he owned and he's not suffering from any type of ailments, he he's one of the best. I, I think he's top five. I don't I don't feel like I'm being a homer when I say this. It's very few running backs that can do what Alvin Kamara can do. And if uh Kendra Miller feels like he can come in and provide that, that's a plus for us. If he does come in and and do that, that's a plus for us as fans, because at the end of the day. We're Saints fans, but I like the energy and I like I like the fact that he's not looking at himself as second best on the team. He's looking at himself as the best. And even though that may not be the case, that's a start. I mean, that's that's the first step to actually living up to your full potential. Be nice if that to uh, pick game 40 pound. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Uh, we have a crazy backfield: Camara, Williams, and Miller. Yeah, that, that's a really good backfield right there. And also, like you have to, you have to be real. Like I, I know some people we're not paying that much attention to it, but you got to uh, look at it this way. I mean, there's a chance that Alvin Kamara can miss some time. I mean, that case out there in Las Vegas that that's not. I know people aren't really talking about it, and I know it hasn't been in the news, but there's still a strong possibility he may miss some time. And if he misses some time, what are you going to do? And also who's to say that behind the scenes, the saints may have some Intel that might say that AK may miss some time. So if he does miss some time, what are you going to do? Would are you going to rely on EO Benjamin to come in? I mean, I mean, this guy is a, a person, a player that the saints picked up late. And, you know, I think the saints want a, a running back of their own. So I, I look at this as maybe the Saints telling us something without saying anything at all. Maybe, you know, like they have. And even if that's not the case, you still have to protect yourself. Right. Imagine how upset you would actually be if the New Orleans Saints would lose Alvin Kamara due to that case out there in Las Vegas and the Saints didn't do anything to try to accommodate that. So I have no problem with that at all. Uh, Alvin seems like he's more confident in a two-back system anyway. Yeah, I mean, he should be because the way the Saints have been using Alvin Kamara uh, is not not what his skill set entails, even though he does have the capability of running in between the tackles, just not consistently. When you have a talent like Alvin Kamara, you don't just use him in ways that's kind of considered like a weakness of his. Um, you use his sprints, right? You, catching the ball out of the backfield, sending him out here on some of these routes, uh, getting those mismatches uh, when it comes to linebackers trying to guard him. That's what you want to do. But running him up the middle like he Earl Campbell or something like that or, or Christian McCoy, that ain't it. That is not it. That's not how you use him. So you you, you have him out there uh, doing some of the things that that made us fall in love with him in the first place, and you have your battering rams like Miller and Williams to go out there to run the ball up the middle and also being able to do some things on stretch plays as well. So the key is to play into the strengths, to play to the strengths of your star running back. And I think that the Saints will now that they got Williams and Miller. TJ, uh, are you expecting Foskey to gain weight? Uh, No, I I don't feel like it's necessary. I don't feel like it's necessary from the gain weight. Him being at 260 is a really good weight for uh, a guy that can be considered a top pass rusher. I I, li- I read off a list um, last show, and I was talking about guys uh, uh, like the Bosa brothers who range between 260, right? 260, 265. Uh, Matthew Judon was on that list. Um, he ranged between like 250, 260. Some of your top pass rushers, the guys that are wreaking havoc consistently, you know, they, they fall into that range. And this is like the new hybrid defensive ends. This is like their their size. So I don't think he needs to gain weight at all. I think where he is right now is good. Um, yeah, I think the most important thing for him to do is to get, uh, you know, get acclimated and uh, maybe work along Cam Jordan and, uh, you know, try to, uh, you know, try to work on his skill set to make himself a defensive presence out there on the field and be able to hit the ground running. So I don't think his weight has anything to do with it. I think that he's at the right weight to wreak havoc in the National Football League. Uh, That's Pete's Pete's replacement. Uh, It could be Pete's replacement. It can be Cesar Ruiz's replacement, right? I mean, Cesar Ruiz, he's not getting his fifth-year option. So who's to say that the New Orleans Saints won't pick up somebody else and and maybe uh, Subdivary, I hope that I'm saying his brother's name right, uh, but I, I hope, you know, regardless, you know, rather it's uh, left guard or right guard. I mean, he can fill that role. So, whatever this, whatever uh, position or whatever decision the Saints go in, uh, he, you know, he may be fit into the plans. Just got to fix that old line, though. Yeah, you definitely got to fix the old line. You got to make them a little bit more athletic. But we'll see. I mean, they're, they're trying to do the best that they can to try to fix it. I give them credit for that. Uh, Aaron, thank you very much for the $5. Says what? Why does it seem like the Saints don't care about elite linebackers and tight ends who are always uh, picking build-up guys and not the type of guys for some reason? I don't know. I think maybe it's just the fact that the way that the Saints actually play offense, I guess, you know, it's not one of those offenses that just cater to uh, the tight end um, even though you know a couple of years back uh, the Saints found success with Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham and now you bring in Derek Carr who has had history at working with tight ends that Aaron I, I can't explain you know I don't know why uh, maybe they feel like maybe the wide receivers and running backs uh, you know they they feel like they would be more of a presence offensively than a tight end but I, I just think that this year there were some really good tight ends that can come in right away, that can provide a spark. And uh, who's to say that some of these other guys that they have on the team may not be able to do that? We got uh, Juwan Johnson coming into his third year. Uh, We still don't know what Lucas Crawl has done this offseason to get better. Uh, You got some more guys coming in, undrafted guys, you know, to add to it. Um, I'm a firm believer that the New Orleans Saints still uh, should go out here in free agency and maybe add on a veteran tight end. That's just my humble opinion. But I don't, I can't explain why they don't go and pursue tight ends uh, the way some of these other teams do. I know we look at teams like the Kansas City Chiefs with Travis Kelsey. We look at the 49ers out there with George Kittle. Uh, we look at uh, the Buffalo Bills with Dawson Knox. We look at Philadelphia with Dallas Goddard, and the list goes on and on. I'm pretty sure you can probably find some other guys out there. And we see how effective these tight ends are, and we want some of that. But maybe the Saints don't look at it. As imperative as some of these other teams. But if you wanted a tight end that can be a difference maker, this probably would be the year to do it. Now, next year there's some really good, good ones coming out. Of course, it's going to be headlined by Georgia tight end Brock Bowers, but there's still some really good tight ends. And who's to say that some of these other guys that were on the practice squad that the Saints kind of hid out, uh, that those guys want to emerge and, and be a difference maker? I'm looking for guys like Jawan Johnson uh to be Uh, that that star tight end, that guy that takes that step forward and the other guy that comes in to be his backup or, you know, the the second tight end on the depth chart to come in and and give you a little bit of some Josh Hill action, you know, like something, you know, like Josh Hill wasn't going to lead the team in in receptions or touchdowns or yards, but every now and then if you need a guy to catch a ball in the red zone or you need a guy to go around on that, that wheel route and catch a first down, uh, go down the sidelines. He was that guy. So, you know, um, they're they're probably going to see what they have. And but I'm a firm believer that they need to maybe draft, not draft, but sign a veteran, a veteran tight end. Uh, what's happening, fam? Uh, what's the ceiling for Dennis Allen? Job the talking head have us on the bottom of the division. Well, Brian, I mean, I, I don't care less about these talking heads. I, I can care less. Um, look, uh, I understand. I understand show business. I understand entertainment. And I've been telling people uh, that follow me on Twitter at TJ Jones 8, I said it. Uh, These guys are looking for ratings. Y'all don't think Nick Wright understands what's going on here, man. Like Nick Wright, seen how upset Saints fans were and how they was coming at his neck and how he was posting on social media and they kept on retweeting and they kept on liking and kept on commenting on his stuff. You don't think his social media team or the people that's over there at Fox Sports didn't see that? See, the name of the game is not about being right or wrong. It's about how many eyes can be on your product, how many eyes can be on your social media page, how many eyes can actually be on the show that I'm on. That's what it's all about. And by them taking the Saints out of the top 10 and not looking at it as a serious threat, or the team as a serious threat, rather, they knew that it was going to make Saints fans mad so they can be up in arms again for them to share the content. All I'm saying is don't, don't take the cheese, all right? Don't, don't, don't take the bait because that's what exactly what they're trying to do. Um, some people try to argue against that. I don't understand why. Uh, somebody that works uh, in broadcasting, understanding ratings, understand how people try to do things to try to ignite or try to incite uh, inside a crowd. Um, I completely understand that 100 percent. I mean, one of the qualities that I think that I have and I bring to Radio uh, Radio Baha'i WLGI is my marketing ability. Right. And one thing that I focus on is marketing. My, one of my jobs uh, as uh, a member of management here uh, is, you know, to market the station, coming up with ways to make the station more appealing. Right. And one thing that, you know, I try to do is make sure I do things on social media. And that's exactly what they did, right? You don't think these, these guys having prep meetings and they're saying, man, you know that segment where you talk about the Saints, man, look how many people watched this. Look how many people followed this. Look how many people retweeted this. That's the way that it works, folks. So I don't understand why people are just getting so upset about that. Yeah, I talk about it because people want me to, but at the same time, I understand why they did what they did. Like if you look at that list, there's no way in the world that you can honestly say, In a NFC, in a NFC or a conference like the NFC, that all these all these teams who have quarterbacks who have questions who struggle, and now the Saints insert the guy who automatically just might make this team better, and throughout the NFL has been in the top ten, top fifteen among quarterbacks, and there's no way in the world that you're going to put them right there. Like, of course, you're supposed to put them there. Any other team. If, they, if the, a guy moved from the AFC to the NFC, they would be there because every show that you watch, they tell you the quarterback is the driving force for the team. Success, right? So if Derek Carr was top 15 at his position and he comes to a conference that is weak and very top-heavy when it comes to the quarterback play, why wouldn't they put the Saints on the list? I'll tell you why. Because not putting them on the list is giving them the attention that they want. Do not take the bait who that nation do not take the bait. Uh, let's see. It's always about getting a job done and a system fit. Exactly. That, that's what it's about. That's the most important thing. You know, those are, those are some key qualities there. Uh, Derek Henry. Thank you very much for the $2 says I'm coming to the Saints. y'all. I doubt that very highly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, look, players get traded all the time. I'm not saying that's out of realm of possibility. I just think that w- the way the Saints are, uh, are built right now, I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be there. I can see Derrick Henry more more so going to the Falcons if he was to get traded more than than the Saints. Uh, Let's see. Saints did uh, good getting Perry. Uh, He can be special watch for his family. Remember I said that good size and catch good speed. We will see who that family we at. Well, Reginald, I mean, look, a lot. If you follow college football, you know how special A.T. Perry is. So, I mean, that's though i like the comment but that's not too much of a stretch because the guy can be really good i was just shocked that he he was there for six rounds i i don't get it i don't get it at all i thought he would have been going by at least round three or four uh didn't seattle try to steal nick anderson yeah they tried to they tried to but they they failed uh what will uh we do with Taysom hill uh Taysom hill can go and be uh what he been you know like that swiss army guy he can play a little bit of this a little bit of that so um i think that this is good for Taysom hill Taysom hill can now he doesn't have to focus on oh i'm gonna be a tight end this year he can go back to being what he always was and being effective at doing that too uh we definitely need to add another tight end and linebacker well i, I look I don't know about the whole linebacker thing because the Saints got some linebackers. And, of course, uh, guys get better every single year. So I'm willing to take that into consideration. And especially the way the Saints actually use their linebackers, um, we'll see. Uh, As far as tight ends, I definitely agree with that because I just think that you need depth. And also I think you need some some veteran leadership there as well. He ain't got to be a guy that's out there that just wrecking shop. But a guy that can come in, if something was to happen to Jawan Johnson, he misses a game, can come in and help you move the football. That's what the Saints need. Fowski would beat out Peyton Turner in training camp. Uh, he's low-hanging fruit. Well, i, I put it like this. Um, the fact that Peyton Turner was a healthy scratch for quite a few games last season uh, pretty much tells me that, you know, if he doesn't come and perform, he's on borrowed time. Uh, I think also that's a way of the Saints admitting that they made a mistake, right? If you have a first-round draft pick, you're trying to do everything you can to give him opportunities to hit the field. But the fact that this dude was a healthy scratch for a, quite a few games last season is an indication that the Saints are admitting that they made a mistake. And by them adding Fosky, is really just showing you that they really feel uh, that he's not the guy and, um, everything that we've seen, you gotta be real. He's not the guy. Uh, so he has to prove it. He has to prove that he can stay healthy. He has to prove that he can be a, a force. And, um, honestly, man, if I'm the new Orleans saints, I may be considering putting him on the, um, on the, uh, as a deep tackle. I would be pr- trying to consider that because in college he played D tackle, And uh, he was pretty effective. So maybe that's something they want to consider too. I mean, I'm just saying. But they got to find ways to get him on the field or you got to find ways to get him the heck up out of here. One or the other. Uh, Juwan is proving himself. Yeah, Juwan Johnson gets better every year. Uh, Shouts out to him who started off as a wide receiver. And he could have easily just been like, man, I'm a wide receiver and that's why I want to roll. But for him to embrace the tight end position and, and has gotten better Every single year, he's been a part of it, and it's been a difference maker for the team. So, yeah, I, I believe in Jawan Johnson. Let's be honest, Jimmy Graham was a Drew Brees and Sean Payton production. It worked in this offense. Ben Watson looked good in this offense. Josh Hill, heck, even uh, and <laughs> Andy Jawan Johnson shine. Well, look, I know people like man, heck, you know, you know Andy and Jawan Johnson, but man, if you look at Andy Dalton throughout his career that's including in Cincinnati I mean this dude made a career out throwing to the tight end I mean Tyler Eiffel was out there he was out there balling you know like he had guys that that he had in the middle of the field and he was able to get the ball in their hands and be productive so that that's not a surprise to me uh, as far as like you know Benjamin Watson yeah he did really good uh Jimmy Graham but that doesn't mean that these other guys that don't come in, that they won't be just as productive. So I I don't want to say that the saints, I mean, the saints don't really utilize tight ends like that. Like you have like moments where they can shine, like Benjamin Watson had like one year where he just kind of stood among the rest. Uh, Jimmy Graham, of course, uh, had a, a year where he stood among the rest, but it's, it's not like a consistent thing where you just like man this dude about to go out here about the wreck shop every single year like it's it's been like a good little minute since the saints had a dominant tight end to a point where it was just so noticeable that we just wanted him to get the ball consistently right it's more now like man we need a tight end every single year or it's the fact that we're not fully content with the tight ends we have we like them but we're not looking for them to like take over a game like a Kelsey or Kittle or Dallas Goddard can. Jawan has done nothing but a sin as a tight end. I agree with that. I think that he found his calling. Uh, If Fowski beats out Peyton Turner, that's a problem for Turner It also tells how Peyton messed up the draft pick over the years. Yeah. I mean, but look, Peyton ain't the only person in that room. Peyton ain't the only person in that room folks. So, um, you know, it's a, It's a collaborative effort. It's Jeff Ireland. Um, It's Mickey Loomis. Uh, It's uh, the defensive coaches. And it's Sean Payton. Now, Sean Payton has the final say, but uh, it's up to them to make an argument that's compelling if they don't feel like he's the guy. So, you know, Payton Turner, to me, this is your last chance. This is your last opportunity. And if you don't do it, then you're going to find yourself, you know, maybe being on another team or something like that. Hey, TJ, will uh open the offense up. Um the Saints will open the offense up. Uh three, maybe four wide receivers tied in and needed. I think Saints will open it up for Carr who that family. Uh I don't I don't know if they're gonna open it up for him. I don't think, like, I don't think the Saints offense is gonna change that much. You know, I, I really don't. I think that they're gonna play the offense the same way that they did in years past. Um, I think that they have a guy who can pull the trigger in Derek Carr who they feel like they can trust. So I think they might revert back to maybe some of the, the offense of uh, styles and schemes that we've seen and we fell in love with as Saints fans offensively. But I don't see them out there like, you know, running a K-gun or running shoot or something like that. You know, I feel like it's going to be an offense where they're going to try to run a football. They're going to play really good defense defensively. And you're going to have Derek Carr. You're trusting him to make the best decisions possible. But I, I don't see it like a, a a significant change to the offense. Uh, Derek, uh, Augustine says, hope you've been well, brother. Well, Derek, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you for being here, man. Shouts out to Derek Augustine. Of course, uh, from the, the hit uh, CW show, All-American. Y'all make sure that y'all check that out. Uh, he's also been on shows like the Godfather of Harlem playing Muhammad Ali. If you are into like NBA 2K, uh he's actually uh, you know, the mannerisms and stuff like that of simulated characters, he's actually was that guy. You know, the voice that your character have is his voice. So shouts out to Derek Augustine, a native of New Orleans, uh a UNO privateer, and and tearing it up in Hollywood, man. Shouts out to that brother, man. Good dude right there. Uh JT uh says blessings. Uh it says uh TK and Dana, SS504. Man, shouts out to you, JT. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, the chopping block. Thank you very much for the $2 says. I had to welcome Trey Quine back <laughs> again this year. Yeah, I mean, look, Trey Quine definitely on the chopping block. Uh, He's seen like his his snaps and his production dwindle over the course of time. So, I mean, all LFL, fell. he'll end up being in Denver with his uh, former head coach and his good friend Marquaz Calloway. I'm not saying that Hayner is Drew Brees, but man, watching that dude navigate seems like deja vu. The size is similar. The weight is similar. The accuracy and completion percentage is similar. uh, But he has to show it on the field. You know, he has to show it on the field. There's only one Drew Brees, right? And um, I know we constantly are looking for Drew Brees because of the magic and how special he was as a player, but there's only one of him. Jake Hayner needs to be the 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 best Jake Hayner he can be instead of like you know, looking at Drew Brees and I'm not I'm not trying to put that pressure on that guy you know I'm I'm not gonna do it right if he comes in and he plays well you know we got ourselves a, so, a solid backup for a couple of years which we feel like we needed I don't feel like James is gonna be you know a backup next year he's gonna get opportunity to play somewhere else which he should and he deserves uh, but you know if you have somebody like Hayner that can come in if something was to happen to Derek Carr and he can provide you a spark uh, with his accuracy, his ability, his anticipation, you got all that, and he checks all those boxes, is a plus. So, let I not mean, uh, the 72 uh, completion percentage, 72% completion percentage is a plus. So, it, it, all the way he has to go is up, right? O-line definitely needs some upgrades because the red, no matter what quarterback we had on the field, they were getting sacked too often. I agree with that. You need some athleticism on the offensive line. Um, but, you know, adding some more guys that are athletic, uh, Trevor Penning going into his second year, being a little bit more comfortable. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, even though they didn't uh, extend him for his fifth-year option, uh, he showed some positive things. Um, but, you know, Eric McCoy, we know what he can be. Ryan Ramchick, we know what he can be. Andrews Pete, good run blocker, you know, um, just has to stay healthy. You know, I mean, this is the biggest issue the offensive line had. They just don't play as a, a unit very often. There's always somebody injured, two or three guys injured on the line, and uh, it, it's just an issue that the Saints have suffered with over the last couple of years. And it's kind of hard to play well as offensive line when you, you're playing plug-and-play and you, you know, you got a new guy in and now this guy has to tell this other guy what to do and tell him who to block. It's kind of tough. Instead of, you know, everybody kind of being on the same play, page and understanding their assignment. Uh they they haven't had a quarterback that can throw uh the ball deep down the field in a while. This is also the first time that Carl will play with a good defense too. Uh says my older brother uh EJ. Shouts out to my big brother EJ there. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, they 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 need to be able to uh stretch the field a little bit. I think that's important. And, uh, you know, as uh, far as Derek Carr, we know that he he always has a high completion percentage. But, you know, he, the team that he played for the Raiders, they didn't have a really good defense over the years. Um, you know, but at the same time, this also, you know, removes any excuse that he has if it doesn't pan out and he doesn't find success this season. You know, some of these things, you know, like. Oh, he never had a defense. Oh, you know, like he never had a coach that understood him. Oh, he never had an offense. Oh, he never had consistent uh, offensive play call, all these things. But when you get opportunity to actually experience this, you got to be able to ball out. Just like with when I say Dennis Allen has no excuses, he has no excuses. If the Saints do not find success this season, I think they have to – look at themselves in a the mirror and realize that this guy isn't it. I mean, so what, what, excuse can you use in 2023? You can say last year, this was Sean Payton's coaching staff and I just was plug and play. But what can you say once all of those things have been removed and they have given you full responsibility over the team and they have built this team in a way that you wanted it to go. So Derek Carr, zero excuses. Dennis Allen, zero excuses. Period. Uh, Brian, thank you very much for the $5. Says what? Undrafted uh, free agent, uh, do you think will make the team? I really like a young linebacker like Nick Anderson. I think a lot of people like Nick Anderson out of Tulane. Great anticipation, good sideline to sidelines, guys. Uh, Kind of, to me, kind of struggles a little bit in coverage, you know, but I can see him like maybe improving with that. Uh, Let's look at some of the undrafted. Uh, rookies that they have um anthony orgy um he's a linebacker out of vanderbilt might be a little bit tough for him to make the team uh but smart guy can't be no dummy going to at vanderbilt and uh you know he's he's a good solid guy uh mark evans uh out of uh, arkansas pine bluff uh he's a uh, his mentor is is Tyrone armstead um and i think that you know talking to the guy at the combine he's a smart guy funny guy confident guy uh, I can see him uh, making a team, maybe joining on a practice squad. Uh, I can see tight end uh, Joe Wilson out of Central Michigan. I can see him making a team as well, especially like since you know you got Adam Troutman going out of here. And he's a guy who is a really good blocking tight end, who, which I feel like the Saints need. So he maybe can be able to fill that Josh Hill type role. Uh, another guy who I'm very high on is Shaq Davis out of South Carolina State. I watched this guy carve up Jackson state a couple of years ago uh, in that uh, the heritage bowl game uh, when South Carolina just completely destroyed them boys. I don't know if they just thought that uh, South Carolina state were just going to, you know, quiver in their boots that they showed up, but this dude, they, they dubbed him uh baby Megatron and you can't be called baby Megatron if you can't play, but he's six foot four. He's about 195 pounds, just like AT Perry. So I, I can see that. Um, uh, another guy that could probably make the uh, make the team um, to me uh, would probably be uh, I think the that the, the punter. You know, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, Lou Headley. Lou Headley could probably make the team too. Um, he the guy who has all the tattoos and everything like that. Look, I know we like Blake Gillikin, but that first year where he was in the league and he he impressed us. Last year, he wasn't that good, man. So, um, this Australian punter, uh, out of the University of Miami can probably take his spot. I don't think it's just a, a done deal. And I, I definitely don't feel like it's a done deal when it comes to Will Lutz either. I don't like Will Lutz left a lot to be desired. And Will Lutz, who we like, you know, and he's made some big kicks as a Saint, but to me, he kind of fell off. So, um, if the Saints have a kicker, which I think they do, I want to say it's the, the kick out of Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but if he can come in, I, I think there's a strong chance where the Saints actually keep him. I think his name is uh, Blake, Blake Gruppy or something like that, or Gropey or something like that. I can't think of his name. I think it's Gruppy, Blake Gruppy out of Notre Dame. So there, there's a chance that you might see a, a a little bit of a shakeup on special teams. I'm going to take a few more and then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here, folks. Says, uh, we definitely need an upgrade to the old line because no matter what quarterback we had on the field, they were getting sacked way too much, especially in critical situations. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be, you know, yeah, that yeah, they definitely need help on that offensive line. They definitely need to improve that. Any chance one of these wide receivers can convert to tight end like Johnson did? I mean. I don't think so. Not not uh, A.T. Perry or, or Shaq Davis. I don't see that. I see those guys going out there, balling out, being some really good uh, wide receivers. I can't see them reverting to tight end. See, the thing about Jawan Johnson, Jawan Johnson was already big for a wide receiver. He was like six four, six five, about 228, 230 pounds. So all you have to do is just add a little bit more, of like 10, 12 pounds on him and you got yourself a tight end. These other guys, they tall, but they skinny. You know what I'm saying? You would think they basketball players if you've seen them walking around somewhere. I want to see what DeMarco Jackson and Smoke Monday can do. I hope they stay healthy. Well, I think the Saints are really definitely uh, counting on DeMarco Jackson to take a step forward. Um, I think the Saints like his mental makeup. The fact that he was a leader at Appalachian State, I think that that was a plus. Um, I, I think that he he did some really good things in training camp before he got injured. Uh Smoke Monday, I, I haven't seen nothing. Like to be honest with you, I, I just know that his name is Smoke and it just it's just a catchy name. Like I, I gotta see more. And as the Saints add on to this room, this safety room, it's gonna be harder and harder for a guy like Smoke Monday to make the team. So uh, I hope that he's taking a step forward. I hope that he's worked out. I hope that you know he does the things that need to be done in order for him to make the team but it's going to be tough because the saints they they got some safeties out there and it's going to be extremely tough for a guy like smoke monday to be playing consistently on sunday um if Carr and everything didn't work out it's a wrap and they are gone i don't think Derek Carr is gone but there's a strong chance that dennis allen may be on his way out uh no excuses for dennis allen too no no at all There, there are no excuses for dennis allen Going to be chanting D.A. go away if we have more L's than wins in September. Yeah, I mean, look, this is an opportunity to set the tone. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, I like that kid Shaq from South Carolina State, too. What about Malik Flowers? Yeah, I mean, Malik Flowers, he was definitely on the list, um, you know, of guys that the Saints actually picked up. Uh, I I don't know, man. I just think that it's going to be kind of tough for a lot of these guys just to make this quiet. You know, just looking at this list and looking at guys that can, um, you know, contribute, play right away, you know, give you a little bit of something, or you know, what I'm saying, be able to be on special teams. You know, uh, Jerron Cage, I can see him possibly making a team. To be honest with you, uh, defensive tackle out of Ohio State, Saints need a little bit of depth there. So if he can come in and give it, give it that old try, he'll be straight. You know, but I don't see that. I I don't see. Some of these guys are actually making a team. Like the run, like, no disrespect. But uh, you know, Anthony Johnson out of Virginia, like you you really gotta be playing lights out as a DB. Uh uh, with, uh Shai Barnett out of Davenport. I, I never even heard of Davenport. Uh Shirodrick Thompson out of Texas Tech. I mean, it's gonna be tough for these guys to make the team. You know, it's best for them to come into camp, uh, you know, come into camp, put your best stuff on tape and maybe find a land to spot somewhere else. <laughs> he say car is better than Burrow. Baked chicken Jones. Uh, <laughs> chicken ain't the only thing that's baiting, if you believe that, okay? You have baked. if you believe that uh, Derek Carr is better than Joe Burrow, I can tell you that right now. Uh, but let's see, TJ, I would, I would have rather draft Stetson Bennett back-to-back national championship. A better resume than Hayner. I think DA catered to Carr. Uh, didn't want a threat behind him Uh let's see Bennett uh better position to win well look I guess it's different stroke for different folks I definitely agree with you on the fact that you were trying to accommodate Carr and there ain't nothing wrong with that I mean we just seen Randall Cobb go to the Jets uh, Randall Cobb is God bless the brother really good player in his prime but he washed but of course they 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 signed him because they wanted to accommodate Aaron Rodgers of course you you have you have signings and, and stuff like that, you know, for guys, right? That's just the way that it goes. I mean, it's quid pro quo around this thing. You scratch my bag, I scratch yours, right? You look out for me, I look out for you. That's just the way it goes, man. It's not it's not the best thing in the world. It's not the funnest thing to, in the world to see. So, And sometimes, you know, it, it kind of... Rubs you the wrong way to see that type of nepotism in the world, or see that type of favoritism in the world. But that's just the way that it goes sometimes. And yes, I believe they they drafted Jake Hayner because he went to Fresno State and he has a relationship with Derek Carr. I do. But if Jake Hayner comes out and he becomes a really decent quarterback, and, and you know, then that's a plus for the Saints. Hey, TJ, I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, how do you feel about the Baltimore Ravens finally signing Lamar Jackson? and getting him some weapons at wide receiver. I think it's about time uh, that they did that. I think Zay Flowers is going to be a guy send for him. Uh, no disrespect to Hollywood Brown, but I think that Zay Flowers uh, provides a little bit more of a different skill set uh, versus Hollywood Brown, who I just feel like is more of a take-the-top-off-defense type guy. Zay Flowers is a really good route runner. He can make you miss. Uh, he can He can do so many different things course we know what Odell Beckham Jr. can do you got Mark Andrews out there you got J.K. Dobbins out there in the backfield so they definitely got better offensively and of course um, you want to make your quarterback excuse me you want to make your quarterback happy and I think they got Lamar Jackson happy Um, you know they used the template of the Jalen Hurst signing and they added a little bit more money to Lamar and they accommodated that so shouts out to the Baltimore Ravens getting it done And uh, hopefully Lamar Jackson can develop chemistry with those those uh, elite playmakers that he got on his team. Now Uh, I can't wait till the preseason start to see what we got with these guys. Yeah, I I can't wait either. You know, I I can't wait to see what these dudes can actually do myself. Uh, I just hope I can get two slots at training camp. Uh, Carolina will have something to say about the NFC South title. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they will. You know, they they, they definitely got better. You know, they, they addressed the quarterback position. They got a really good coach. Uh, and they they also got some really good players at wide receiver. You know, they they got better, um, you know, as an offense. And uh, you got to be real. Like, we can't just scoff off at them and think that the Saints are just going to – you just dominate the division. I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be nip and tuck. I think it's going to be similar to how it was last last year. But the only difference is I think that these teams are going to have a better winning record. So this is definitely a wide open division. By the way, TJ, off subject, but I think Roman is going to end up joining the Judgment Day after he turns against the Usos. Um, Don't see that happening. Um, I see more like the Usos, you know, probably going to end up turning on Roman. But, hey, who knows? But I don't see Judgment Day in the future. Uh, Bennett getting cut um no nah, i don't think he's gonna get cut uh well I, I i take that back if he continues to do some of the things he does off the field he's gonna get cut um and that's another thing too like while we up here talking about his, his winning record and all that kind of stuff the dude basically kind of been a loose cannon i mean drink drunk driving uh you know public and toxic, uh, public intoxication you know all different type of things going on with that so uh you know steady better be ready for the NFL because the first time he goes and do, does something that they do some of the things that he did when he was in college see you can do that stuff in college in them little small towns of Athens Georgia right uh, police see you drunk on the side of the road oh that's Stetson Bennett right there man we got the big game versus Florida I don't want him to get in trouble let him sleep it off right but in LA they don't care if you Stetson Bennett Edgar Bennett <laughs> Tony Bennett, all right? You got to go out there and, and do right or you're going to be arrested, all right? You know, like celebrities get arrested every day, B, out there in Tinseltown. So he, he better get himself right, right? Or it's not, uh, no, nah, I don't think Tony Bennett made this song, but that's Tom Jones. I about to say, it's not unusual to see a, a celebrity get arrested, but whatever Tony Bennett song y'all could think of, just plug and play. And if it coincides with, Stetson Bennett doing right or getting caught, uh filling in. Uh, I, I don't know too many Tony Bennett's on. Uh let's see, glad to see you feeling better, TJ. Keeping it real, thank you, man. I mean, a little bit better, man. I still got a few a little ways to go, but it's good to actually be able to move, move uh my extremities around a little bit better. Uh, do you think this year's draft was better than last year? Your thoughts. Uh, Chris I can't I can't say that right only time will tell we got to actually see this thing kind of plant pan out then we can have this conversation um you know I mean guys can get selected and we can have our thoughts and our views about how things are going to go but we don't know until it actually happens uh fact big dog I'm with you a thousand percent on the other podcast about us getting uh quick on a D line for mobile quarterbacks been on the past two seasons our line uh, it's just big, not fast, uh, twitch, high motor guys. Yeah, I mean, you got to get athletic, you can't just be tall and big, and that's it, right? You got to be able to run, be able to track down these quarterbacks, track down these running backs, and also be a disruptor, uh, when it comes to like getting pressure on these quarterbacks. Uh, let's see, uh, who that Dolph, uh, what do family who that what do you think about the Saints drafting? Uh, who that family, what I think about it, I think it was pretty decent. Um, you know, I think it was pretty decent, you know, but like I said, only time would tell. Uh, I got COVID too now, TJ. Um, I ain't got who got COVID. <laughs> I mean, just you or somebody else. I ain't, right? but man, whatever, whatever you're going through, map, you know, I hope that everything pan out. You know, uh, hope you feel better, man. I know that can be tough, I've had that before, you know, and it's uh, it's tough, but man, I hope you feel better tony bennett fly me to the moon okay there we go fly me to the moon that's i heard of that song before but i mean i think everybody knows tony bennett is i mean if you ever been to vegas definitely know who tony bennett is state of saints podcast glad you're feeling better tj praying for you thank you jerry i appreciate that man thank you so much i believe that the saints did good in the draft i think a lot of people believe that i think a lot of people believe that uh Let's see, TJ, given the different uh, running styles between our running backs, what are your thoughts on us leveraging more split back formations now that we got a legit running back uh, one and running back two? Well, I think that the Saints just need to run the football more. Look, I I (laughs) I don't care how they do it. Like, there's no excuse for you not to be able to run the football, right? You got too much talent in that backfield not to run the football. Uh, you can impose your will on a team because you got three guys that are capable of inflicting punishment on the defensive line. So if you're not running the football, uh, something is clear, terribly wrong. So I think the Saints are trying to send a message that they want to run the football. You don't have this type of talent in the backfield and just keep the horses in the barn, right? You you let them run. So I don't care how they do it. Two back, Two backs in the backfield, one back in the backfield, Look, I don't care if he, he, he can direct snaps. Just just find ways to get these guys the ball so they can make some things happen. Because around third and fourth quarter, them big guys don't want to tackle those guys no more. Uh, let's see. Our second round pick going to be better than Nolan Smith. Well, we'll see. You know, we'll see. You know, we'll see if that's the case. Uh, you can count Taysom as fourth running back. Exactly. Like, yeah, you, you, there's no excuse for the Saints not to be running the football. There's there's definitely no excuse for the Saints not to be running the football. If they ain't running the football, then something wrong with Pete Carmichael, and they need to find somebody else because you you can't have this type of running this running back room and not run the football. There's there's something wrong there. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I ask that you hit the like button if you enjoyed the show. Also, previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, also a part of Belly Up Media Network. Make sure that y'all follow Belly Up Media on Twitter, at Belly Up Media. Um, also check out the Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast. We'll be back on tomorrow. We'll be talking about the draft. We'll be talking about some of the other hottest topics in sports. Um, and um, make sure that you subscribe to that channel, which is youtube.com, search Gumbo Pot Sports Podcast. All right. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at TJAYJones8, and you can follow the Gumbo Pot at Gumbo Sports Talk. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? These tears for you it's all dog around his mug i'm good